0: Uh, you guys, you know, you were here, I've told the story, but like when the Lord wants to break you through a pattern of thinking, it's not just immediate. There is a working out of that thing because you're so established in this stronghold, in this pattern of thinking, in this way of doing something. It is so part of you that to break that out of you doesn't just happen in a moment. What happens is you come to the cross, you bring it to the cross, but then you have to go and practice it. You have to practice the new thing until the new thing becomes a stronghold in your life. So the enemy can build a stronghold, but the truth has to become a stronghold where you're unshakable in that truth. So, you know, in the area of finances, I grew up in South Africa And in the environment that I grew up, I had a poverty mindset. A poverty mindset doesn't just break out of you in a moment. My poverty mindset is still breaking out of me because there's different levels that you get stuck at. And when you can break through that level, there's another level for you to break through, right? When we started, when the Lord spoke to me in 2017 and he said, you're moving from renting to owning, We were renting everything. Personally, we were renting. We were renting two other properties for our business, right? And the Lord said, you're moving from renting to owning. Well, when he said that, I could only believe God for a mortgage. But then once we moved in, then I'm now saying, I can believe God for it to be paid off. So there are stages that you believe God for different things, right? And so a couple of weeks ago, or maybe two, three months ago, when we got the new dog, and that's another story. <laughs> Let me talk about the dog. So this this yesterday yesterday. Hold on, it's confession day. Yesterday I said I said I think our dog, because it's not my dog. I said our dog. That was the beginning of me starting to accept the dog. So so you have to speak what you're believing for. And so what you're believing for becomes part of you before you'll have it. Right? Because right now I'm anti-dog. Okay? But if you're going to change what you believe, you have to change what you say. Until it becomes part of you. Your words will break through that stronghold. So when the Lord says, moving from renting to owning, I made a song out of it. That's right. Look at the person next to you and say, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower serves the lender. The banks really own all that stuff, so don't be a big pretender. They own your car, your house. And your technology, and none of that stuff is interest free. So, if you want to be free from slavery, then sing this song and declare with me I own it. I own it. I don't beg, borrow, lease a rent, live in a shack or inside a tent. I I own it. I own it. So, you have to. You have to take what God says, meditate on it day and night, declare it out of your mouth, start believing it until that becomes your new reality. Amen? And so you've got to work through those mindsets. You have to work through your belief system because as a man believes in his heart, so is he. And so you have to change what you believe. And there's a process of changing the way you think. And when you grab hold of the word of God, you're grabbing a book of seeds. And when you take these seeds and you put them in the ground, touch the person next to you, tell them you dirtbag. You made from the dust of the ground. And seeds grow on the inside of you. And words are seeds. And so depending on the condition of the ground, depending on the condition of your heart, will determine if weeds are going to spring up or if trees that produce good fruit are going to spring up. It's going to be the difference between thorns and thistles and mulberry trees and peaches. It takes more time to plant fruit trees than it does cactus. Cactus will grow anywhere. Right? Weeds spring up everywhere. If it rains today, you've weeded your garden. It rains the next day, you got weeds again. You never have to plant weed seed. <laughs> That's a deep subject. <laughs> oh my, weed seed. But you have to be intentional about planting fruit trees. I don't just see fruit trees spring up. I don't see carrots just appear in the ground. You know, you, you walk outside your yard and suddenly you have broccoli, peas, jalapenos, jalapenos. They don't just spring up out of the ground for no reason. You have to cultivate the soil, and you have to be intentional about planting the seed and making sure that that seed germinates, springs up, is protected, gets the right water, that the birds don't eat it, that the rabbits don't come in from the neighbor's yard to chomp your plants. You have to care for that thing. We kill so many plants. We should be called plant murderers. I think we've killed four of them in the last month in our house because it takes time and you forget about it. And before you know the thing's dead, you either overwater it or you underwater it. It has too much light or too little light and then it's dead. And so we go buy another one. (laughs) So we are gonna put in our thing a budget just to buy new stuff every month because it dies. It's just some things we're not good at, amen? Amen. But Misty's training, and she's determined, and she's learning, and she's having fun with it, amen? amen? So we've killed a few trees along the way. But you have to be intentional about what you want to plant, and you have to be intentional about what you want to see happen in your life. And you have a book of seeds right here, that anything that you need, you can find the seed for it, It's a seed-bearing plant. Amen? Seed-bearing. So when God gives you a seed, it springs up and it produces a fruit. And when you share the fruit with somebody else, they get the seed for it to happen in their life. Are you with me? So your breakthrough brings breakthrough to other people. Your miracle testimony will give somebody else the encouragement in their time of hopelessness to have a breakthrough themselves. Because you have the seed for it, and you can say, "You know what? This is what I did. This is how I did," and you can share people, share with people the story of your breakthrough and how God brought you through. But it always starts with the Word of God. If you want to see God breakthrough in your life, you have to get the book out, the Bible out. You're not going to see God breakthrough in your life if you're reading the Encyclopaedia Britannica. You need to go to the written Word of God. Look at somebody and say, we're going to build our lives on the written Word of God and the spoken Word of God. Luke 4.4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We're supposed to build our lives in accordance to what God says. Can I get an amen? And so when we got this dog... A puppy chews everything when it gets teeth. And so, Paige had a pair of her eyeglasses that she didn't, it was either on a bed or it fell off the bed. The puppy got them. Chomped them up. Done. So, anybody been to the optometrist? Not cheap. If you don't have eye insurance or whatever it is, even if with insurance, you're going to pay. Amen? Amen. That's another story, we won't get into insurance right now. And so I said, okay babe, no problem, just go get her a new pair. In my mind I'm thinking 200 bucks, 250 bucks. <laughs> so anyway, I see $840 go through the account and if you don't know, we're building a home and we're looking at things and you know, there's money, you know. She, she was in a hold on, there was a car accident. It was a car accident that we had to get a new vehicle, and then um, end-of-school pictures. That's 1,000 dollars if you're going to get graduation pictures done professionally. I don't know if you know this. If you have a high school student that wants graduation pictures, that's a grant from the graduation place. Just so you know. So when all of this happens over a period of two, three weeks, and then you see, instead of a $250 charge go through the account, an $800 charge, you ask yourself, what did she buy? Were they gold? Were they Gucci? What were those things? And so I I had a moment with the Lord, because it wasn't just the glasses now, it was the puppy, number one which I haven't accepted yet, that ate the glasses, that cost me $840 over and above what it cost me to buy that dog. Because it couldn't be a mutt, it had to be some thoroughbred thing. In Africa, you get a mutt. If it dies, it's fine. Here, no. This is like a live-in part of the family. Look at somebody and say, it costs, it costs money. And so I'm watching money just go like liquid in one direction. And so I wasn't happy. <laughs> oh, no. So, I, you know, before I go and just blurt it out on my wife, I go have a conversation with the Lord. <laughs> Man, you are the one that stands before the Lord in your household. And so when you have needs for the house, you've got to go to God. You don't just complain to the kids and your wife. Let me say that over here. Men, you stand before the Lord and anything you need for your household, you can stand in faith and believe God for it. But everybody has moments of weakness, especially when you're ignorant and you forget this principle. So I had a temper tantrum like Siobhan did, but probably a little worse. Equally as bad, Siobhan. No Jesus in that There was no faith. There was no hope. There was no encouragement. That we were not thinking about things above. We were not thinking about the storehouses of heaven. We were not thinking about streets of gold. We weren't thinking about live righteously and God will add all things unto you. No, we weren't thinking about any of that. We were just looking at the account and we're mad and we want to kill the dog. Kick the dog. It's your fault, dog. No, I didn't kick the, I didn't, I didn't kick the, I'm just making a statement. No, I didn't, I didn't, I I haven't killed the dog yet. So, so I'm having a moment with the Lord and I said, Lord, Lord, what is she spending all this money on? And the Lord rebuked me. Somehow the Lord loves my wife. <laughs> he rebukes me. And he, he says to me, he says, I'm using your wife. I'm like, great, Jesus. Great. I, use me, Jesus. I am using your wife to break you through your limitations. And he said, why don't you use your faith to believe me for the resources at the standard she wants to live at. And that silenced me. I suddenly shut up. The complaining ended. Because the Lord gave me permission to use my faith to, to believe him for resources to move to another level. That's why I threw her $329,000 Ferrari. Into the chat. That's why I threw a $1.4 million penthouse apartment in the city of Cape Town into the chat. Why? Because the Lord gave me permission to believe Him things for the next level. (laughs) Believe Him for things to live at another level. And so you have to get that in your spirit. But just because the Lord said it doesn't mean you're immediately living in it. Because you have to be transformed in your thinking. And so it's a process... Of slipping back into that old mindset, but then pulling yourself out and saying, "No, this is what God said, and this is what we're moving towards." Amen. 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 And so, um, excited about where God is taking our family and our lives personally, but it doesn't just—it doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about taking what God says. Believing it, speaking it, thanking Him for it, standing on it, meditating on it day and night. Until what God says becomes so part of you that you don't even think about it, you just are. You're no longer trying to be that, you become that. Does that make sense? And so you have to move from information to revelation. And the way you move from information to revelation is you take the seed, just like you would nurture it so that it grows roots and it springs up to produce fruit. You have to meditate on it day and night. You have to keep it before your mind, in your mouth. You've got to write it and put it. The reason we have an ocean behind us is because the Lord showed me a wave of His glory coming to a city. That's why you see ocean waves everywhere around us. Look at the logo on the shirt. Why? Because I am reminded of what God said to me. You keep it before your eyes. This is what you said, God. Because the minute you take your eyes off what God said, all you have is yourself and your limitations. And the Word of God is always going to bring you into something you don't have right now. Look at somebody and say, The Word of God is going to bring you into something... That you don't have right now. And so you have to take that word and believe that that word, in that word, is the power to produce what it says. So when God says, believe me for the resources to live at another level of provision. There is power in that word to bring the provision that God promised. Can I get an amen? Amen. And if the Lord said it to me. And I prophesy it to you, then you can take the word out of the mouth of the prophet and you can believe for the very same thing God said to me. It's available, but it takes work. Just like getting married takes work. It's not just getting prepared for the the wedding. It's the two lives becoming one. Just because you get married doesn't mean that you're an expert in marriage. Wait for the first storm to come, and then you'll find out what's in you and what's in your spouse, and if you're going to fight each other, you lost the battle, but if you will get into agreement and fight the storm, you'll win every single time, and I was talking to the Lord this week, and I said, Lord, what, what does the garden look like, because God Jesus is bringing us back into how we were in the garden. Is this true? I'm like, Lord, what does this garden glory look like? And the, and the Lord gave me a picture of Adam and Eve walking in unity and having authority over everything on the planet. Dominion. And my wife and I are growing in that understanding of what it is to walk in dominion on the earth. Amen? Amen. It's not just about the man walking in it. It's about man and woman walking in unity in it. That's where the power is. And I realize the more that we get into unity, the stronger we become together. But you have to take your mindset and say, okay, this is how I grew up in Africa in an Arab-German household under apartheid with this culture. And she has to say, "This, this is how I grew up in a, Irish American. I don't know either. Southern, Southern redneck community. That's a little gangster, <laughs> right? And, and bougie. She's bougie gangster. I did ask for feisty. I needed feisty. I needed like uh, uh, Carolina Reaper, and I got it, baby. (laughs) And so these two cultures, they have to become one. It's not my way or her way. It's leave your mother and father. Leave your old culture. Leave your old custom. You join together as one, and you create something brand new. That's unified between your two lives. And that's work. And it's very easy to give up on the covenant that you made at the altar and in front of the church. It's easy to walk away from that when you don't want to change. But you have to lay the old life down and you've got to find the new relationship in Christ in that marriage. And when you find that sweet spot in God, you become invincible. You can overcome anything. You can do great things for the kingdom of God. But the enemy, if he can keep husband and wife divided, fighting each other, take away their intimacy, you dry up. And you have to figure that thing out. You got to fight for your marriage. You got to fight for your family. And you got to keep those doors shut. Because when things get hard, it's easy. To open your mind and say the grass is greener on the other side. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. But I'm here to tell you it takes two to tango, baby. And don't tango with a Rango. (laughs) I watched Rango probably 400 times. I know every word to that kid movie. (laughs) You haven't seen Rango? Dude. You got to go watch it today. Your life will be forever changed. Crunchy, creamy cookie candies, cupcakes. (laughs) It's so good. The lizard is going to die. It's all about this lizard. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's a great story. Who's watched Rango? It's epic. And so the enemy wants to divide husband and wife because a husband and wife in unity in Christ is actually a picture of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in unity in heaven. And when you walk with the image of God in the earth, oh my gosh, the enemy hates you. He wants to tear your family unit apart because if he can divide mom and dad, then he's got, he, the kids become prey. And that's how he wants to destroy your household. And the household is really the foundation for everything. I haven't read any scriptures. I'm just talking. The message today. Building on a solid foundation. So we're talking about that. Anyway, carrying right on. What was I saying before I said that? Kids become prey. Now there was something else I said. Yeah, you guys weren't taking very good notes. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's read a scripture. It'll come back. Matthew seven twenty four through 27 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it will not collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floodwaters come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And so, Jesus, the head of the church, is God's one and only Son is making you a promise. He's giving you a guarantee that if you will build your life on the Word of God, you will overcome every storm that your life will face. Jesus did not say because you are my child, you are my son, my daughter, that you are now immune to storms. Somehow storms no longer touch you. Storms no longer impact you. Storms hit you and the world. Can I get an amen? doesn't matter who you are in this world, you will face trouble, you will face trial, you'll face circumstances. But in Christ, you have victory and you will overcome. Can I get an amen? Amen. If you know how to stand and position yourself in him. Because if you don't know how to stand and position yourself in him, you will fall just like the world falls. And there are many Christians who come to church but have no foundation. And we need to build a solid foundation in your life. And the way you build a solid foundation is you take the principles in the Word of God and they become the new principles that you live by. And it will not make sense to your mind. Look at somebody and say, you don't live by your senses. You live by faith. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So there is a meditating in the word. And when you read the word, that's where you get faith. You say, okay, God, you want me to give my first 10% to honor you with my wealth? That doesn't make sense. My parents told me to save every penny for a rainy day. And so now you have two mindsets. You have the mindset that you grew up in, and then you have the mindset of God. And you have to live by faith because you say, you know what? I'm stepping out onto something that I don't know what I'm stepping into. There are no guarantees that this is going to work. And many people fear, and so they never step out on what God says. But when you trust Him, you say, I'm going to trust you and step, you'll find out that God comes through every single time. Because God's Word does not lie. God is not a man that He should lie. God watches over His Word to perform it. These are principles that have already been established. And you're just discovering them. Can I get an amen? And so when you discover the principle and you step on it, it'll work for everybody that submits to that principle. But if you never read your Bible and you never get the principles and you never put them into practice, how are you going to grow and become strong? Right? So it's very important that we take the word and that we apply it to our lives. Look at somebody and tell them, Faith without corresponding action is dead. It will not work for you because you're not applying it. But if you do apply it, it will work for you. Go to 1 Corinthians. uh, Chapter 3. And I want to read pretty much this whole chapter. Starts in verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still are not ready. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Pause. So, it's very important for you to understand that if you're going to grow spiritually, if you're going to grow in your spiritual maturity and become somebody spiritual, you have to take control over your sinful nature and you have to crucify it. Look at the person next to you say, you've got to take your fallen nature to the cross and crucify it. It has to die. So my old pattern of thinking has to die because when I look at my bank account and I say I don't have the money to pay $800 for new glasses for my daughter. That's me in my ability. But when God says, use your faith to believe me for the resources, and the Bible says that if you will live righteously, he will add all things unto you. He says that if you will bring your tithe into the storehouse, you won't have to worry about it. God will give you a perpetual blessing where whatever you need, he'll take care of it. He says in the book of Matthew, hey, Seek first the kingdom and live righteously. Not only will I add all things unto you, but you'll never have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. These things control the minds of unbelievers. And so the old thinking has to die so that a new pattern of thinking can be birthed. Look at somebody and say, you can't live in two places at the same time. You have to leave one place and take residence in the other. You can't be in faith and in sin at the same time. Everybody with me? You cannot be in doubt and belief at the same time. You have to pick a side. I have to make the decision that I'm going to stop looking at my number in the bank account and I'm going to start trusting God for provision. Are you with me? Because that's what the Lord's instructed me to do. And that's what I'm instructing you to do today. Hey, old chap. Moving right along. <laughs> says, you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your sinful nature? Let me rewind. It says, you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. When you get into fights and quarreling in your household, it proves that your sinful nature is dominant You see, this is what I was going to say when I got lost. I'm back. I found it. <laughs> when I drove out of the neighborhood two days ago, I, I, it just dropped into my heart. It became so clear to me. The way you walk in love is by serving other people. That became so real to me. I mean, I know it, but it became real to me. That the way you show love is by laying down your life To serve somebody else. That means you don't take thought for your life. You make yourself. You put yourself in that person's shoes. And you say, how would I want to be served? And then you serve them in that manner. Right? When you make your life of of no want, no need, no serve me. When you get rid of the serve me mindset. And the the only thing you think about is how I can serve you. There's no greater love than this, than he who lays down his life for his friends. You're walking in the greatest level of love in that point. It is demonstrated. Can I get an amen? amen. So in a household, I realized when you read in the book of Timothy, the qualifications to be a minister in the house of God is the exact same qualification to for life everywhere that you go. It's not just for the house of God. It's for everywhere. You should go read that. It's, you got to have your home in order. you you got to have your house structured. Husband of one wife. Can't be, a, can't be getting drunk. Have your children in subjection to you. If you can't get your household in order, if you can't find unity in the house, it doesn't ma- matter where you go, you bring division everywhere. Because it's not being built on the kingdom. You're divided and you bring division. You can't bring solution, kingdom solution, if you're out of order. That's why taking care of your house first is more important than serving in the church. Many people want to escape what's happening in home to serve somewhere else to take their mind off it. But you have to go home and fix it in the household before you can be effective in God's kingdom. I want to kick a tree right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to kick a tree, baby. But it's just that I feel God breaking things right now by the anointing. For those of you who are new, I'm like the calmest person. I never talk. I'm, 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 I'm just quiet. But when I get up here and I feel the presence of God come on me, that God's going to break something out of you, It's the surge of energy where I feel like... (laughs) It's the coolest thing. It's like Hulk smash. That's what it feels like on the inside of me. It's so good. And I feel it. It releases through the room. I can feel it. It's like like a nuclear bomb that's going to wreck things. In the devil's plan to bring destruction... I see it like light going out from this place and it actually begins to break strongholds in your mind. Even tomorrow and the next day you'll see things and you'll know things and it'll bring resolution to your lives and to your household. And God is going to build very strong, he's building strong households. This is the foundation we're building on. We're building on Jesus, we're building on his word, we're building on revelation but we're going to see homes get restructured and reorganized so that we can take territory for the kingdom. You can't take territory if your household is broken and falling apart. You can't think at work when in the back of your mind you're replaying the argument you had with your kids in the morning. You can't bring 100% to the job site and serve people and lead people into a place of strength when you're struggling with finances in the back of your head. If I'm irritated with a dog and with my daughter and with my wife about money, everywhere I go, I've got that sound playing in me. There's frustration in me, and the slightest bit of pressure causes me to have an attitude and pop. Are you with me? Am I talking to anybody today? And especially in the holiday season, there's extra pressure. And when you're under pressure... If you're not in faith, you crumble. But if you're solid on the word of God, under pressure, you stand. Because it's a firm foundation. Can I get an amen? amen? And so here it's talking about quarreling. That you're still in this foundation that is that can fall apart. Doesn't that prove you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world? And then it goes to talk about, you know, following one leader, you know. Well, I go to Pastor Nick's church. Well, I go to Pastor Rodney's church. And then you compare spiritual leadership. He goes into this whole thing, this whole story about it. And I'm going to move right along. And then he says, we are only God's servant through whom you believed the good news. Each of us did the work that the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your heart. Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Look at the person next to you and say, when you get the word of God on the inside of you, and your heart condition is right, and you meditate on that word, and you hold on to that word, and you speak that word, you declare that word, you keep it before your eyes, you stand on that word. God is the one. That makes the, word grow. makes the word grow. He's going to cause that word to spring to life. When the Holy Ghost breathes on that word, it germinates on the inside of you. Now it takes root on the inside of you. And then it goes on to say this. The one who plants, the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers And you are God's field. You are God's building. And because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever builds on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any other foundation than the one we have already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Look at somebody and say, that's the foundation. Jesus Christ. You can't build on any other foundation. And we're sowing the word, the teachings about Christ into your life, and that's what you live by. Can I get an amen? amen. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on judgment day, say judgment day is coming. Fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. And the fire will show if that person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God... And that God's Spirit lives in you. And God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. And so, what God is doing is, He's building you up as a place where He can live. Look at somebody and say, You are a temple, temple." or part of a a temple that God wants to live in. But God can only live in a temple. That is built according to his plan. That is built according to his word. If you don't have God's word built into you with a foundation and a structure, then God's spirit cannot live in there. There's nothing to contain him, you got nothing to carry him. Say the presence of God rests on the word of God. If you got no word, you got no presence. I don't know if you heard that. You want the presence of God in your temple, you got to have word for the presence to rest on. Some of you feel empty. You wonder why you don't feel God, you don't hear God. Because there's nothing there. There's no structure there. There's no foundation there. You came to the altar, you prayed a prayer, but you never took the time to take the teachings of Christ and lay them as a foundation in your heart. And we think it's about coming to a service and it, it becomes about the, all the things we're doing. It's not, it's about what are you building? What are you laying? What word is being laid in you? And it's not just word for information, it's word for revelation, where you're transformed and you become that word. Your mindset has to change. And when it changes in you, there's a greater portion of God's grace and presence that automatically rests in you. And you go from glory to glory to glory where you see a greater increasing presence of God abiding in you. But it has everything to do with your mindset. And if your mindset is always pulled to what you don't have, you're quarreling, you're worried, you're angry, there's no trust in God because there's no word for you to stand on. And the enemy comes to steal the word. He doesn't want that structure in you because he knows that if the presence of God abides in you and God is with you, you become invincible. You cannot be overcome if God is with you. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so we have to make sure that we are building things into our minds. There has to be a pattern of thinking in line with the word of God for us to be strong. So that when we face storms, it doesn't matter how hard the wind hits us, my God shall provide all my needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. It's got to be in there. No weapon formed against me will prosper. When people talk about you, I thank you, Father. Their words are going to fall flat. Every tongue that rises up in judgment against me shall be condemned for my sake. What are you carrying as word? When you're facing something, when you're getting aggravated and irritated, do you actually carry the cross where you take yourself, your old, bad, ugly, stinky nature to the cross and put that attitude there and put on Christ and put on love and walk in love? Or do you let the old man come back? And what you have to do is you have to say goodbye to the old life and you've got to put on the new life. And that takes work every single day. It's not something that happens on Sunday. It's a practice you have to build into your life as a lifestyle. Amen. And that's how you become strong. Because I can lay my hand on you and you'll feel good for a minute because you've got a breakthrough at the altar. But you'll walk right out and you've got no structure for you to walk into something greater. It just comes back. You believe in God for healing. How many healing scriptures do you actually know? If you want to see your body healed, grab some healing seed. If you want to see finances in your life, grab some financial seed. If you want to see your relationship get better, grab some relationship seed. and Start meditating on the Word of God, and you'll see something new spring up to life on the inside of you. But without the word of God, you're just going to have weeds. You're not going to have anything intentional. And you are responsible for that. Can I get an amen? amen? So I'm responsible for my garden. And when you see a weed springing up or something thorny that's ugly and prickly, you've got to go burn that thing. Can I get an amen? Amen. Otherwise, you're going to lash out at the people you love, and you're going to hurt them. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning. 1 Peter one twenty three says that you, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Once you get the seed of Christ in you, you believe the message about Christ, there is a seed. Everybody say a seed of the word of God. Christ himself, it's a seed that gets put on the inside of you. Just like when a woman gets pregnant, a seed went inside her. But that seed has the potential of becoming a baby in nine months. But there's three trimesters that seed is gonna go through. Is this true? There's opportunity for that seed to be miscarried. There's opportunity for that seed to be aborted. But when that that seed is born, it produces, it becomes something. And that that thing that is born will bring blessing in, in three different stages. 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Are you with me? So just like a, a, a child starts as a seed in the womb and becomes a baby, that baby will now grow up to become a child, a teenager, and an adult. And you will see God's gifting in that child birthed and developed over seasons to reflect God's glory in the earth. Is this true? Every child, every person carries a different aspect of who God is. That's why you can't judge people, because you're judging God. He created you. You are reflecting a part of God in the earth. And so when you receive this seed of Christ in your heart, you've got to realize that's not enough. Because the enemy wants to take this incorruptible seed away from you. He doesn't want the seed to take root. He doesn't want you to be rooted and grounded and established in the love of God. And he certainly doesn't want you to discover your authority in God. He doesn't want you to discover the purpose God has for you. Because when you discover who God created you and you step into that righteous place, that place where your life matches what God wrote about you in heaven, then you walk in under God's blessing. And when you find that place, it doesn't matter where you go. God is with you. But you have to realize that the enemy wants to steal that seed from you. And the enemy is going to come in a couple of ways. Number one, he's going to come with pride. Well, I don't need God. I already know. You don't have to tell me, brother, i got it. Number two, he's going to use people. The enemy is going to come through other people to try and get you to let that promise go, to let that seed go. And then he's going to come through finances and possessions. It's another test that you're going to have to face. But if you'll overcome pride, if you'll overcome the opinions of people, and you'll overcome the provision test, you'll come through those tests, you'll birth and step into that thing that God asked for you. And it's the very same thing with you receiving salvation. You receive salvation, but you have to hold on to the truth of what you've received till it gets established in you where there's no doubt in your mind that God loves you, that you're a child of God, and that if you breathed your last breath, that you would cross over and spend eternity with God. And a lot of people are afraid to die because they don't know God. They've got religion, but they don't have a relationship. And when you get a relationship with God and you start having encounters with God and you start hearing God speak to you and you start seeing God work in your life and his word begin to work in your life, there's no longer fear because you know he loves you. And that's what we're trying to raise you up in to the place where you know God, not just know about God. But you can't just show up once a month or Christmas and Easter. And even once a week is not enough. It has to be daily. It has to be a new way of living. And when you make the decision, I'm going to follow Jesus, it means you have to change your lifestyle. It's not just emotion in a moment because you feel guilty or because you're struggling. Like Pastor Selena said, we're only hitting the hotline to heaven when we're in trouble. Imagine what God could do for you and your life and for your family if you just lived the principles every single day instead of expecting God to do magic and then getting mad when he doesn't perform well. I so much more. I saw the ceiling shatter. The moment you came down and hit the floor. My failure failed.